Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I'd like to start with a passage from Psalm chapter 29, verse 11. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. I wonder how your peace is in this time of year as we are going into a brand new year. And did you think about changing some lifestyle uh, things this year? Did you maybe even make some resolutions? We're going to talk uh, today with Dr. Andy Scuttinga, and he is uh, a professor of psychology at North Central University right here in downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we're going to figure out when resolutions are bad, when they're good, and how we as believers should look at moving the needle when it comes to changing some habits and doing some things differently. Andy, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah. You know, I'm not a resolution guy, so I think there's a lot to learn from good ones and bad ones, though. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I'm not either. I've okay. never been a big resolution yeah, yeah. person either. I mean, if it's worth changing and doing something different, why not do it in July? Or, or whenever you figure <laughs> okay. out you've exactly. you got a problem. When you map your course, <laughs> go ahead and go go after it, right? Yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah, that's exactly right. There's something funny about the new year, and, you know, it's a, the calendar turn. So I, I think a lot of people are just kind of in tune with, hey, it's new, it, so yes. I should do something new. Yeah, but it there are sometimes resolutions are, are not necessarily good. And let's talk about those today. One would be that you concentrate too much on perfectionism and and I can do it. Yes. uh, Versus uh, I am loved and and God will need to work change in me. There's a big difference there. Yeah, I I think there is. Anyone, we we all have something that we could improve upon, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody has something, and so I think at this time of year, sometimes people decide, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna point to that one thing, or I'm gonna do three different resolutions. But yeah, to your point, it's you can it can be kind of self defeating when you start cataloging all the things <laughs> you should work on this yeah. year, and then all of a sudden your list is twelve things long, and well, okay, why bother anyway? So the possibility is you start your year off in some level of self disappointment. Yeah. Maybe you're week two, week three, and you said you'd go to the gym four days a week and you've already wrecked that. Yeah, because that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, I mean, honestly, raise your hand out there if you can go to the gym four days a week. Oh, okay. Well, Bill raised his hand. I've been doing it four to five times a week for a long time. Right. But for yeah. a long time, a long right? Time. Yeah, but I bet yeah. you didn't start going four to five days a week. I bet you started, started going six days slow. a week. Okay, yeah. well, then. All right, so. <laughs> let's move on. Let's uh, let's try a new topic. You're not helping me a whole lot. So much for the host. No, no, but I know your point. Your point is uh, sometimes the best changes are very small incremental ones. Yeah. The thing about resolutions and deciding to change anything is that oftentimes, I think many people make the mistake of trying to do three or four things at a time. Mm-hmm. And the science is pretty clear. Uh, well, I shouldn't use that phrase, the science, that yeah. gets you into trouble, right? But <laughs> studies have shown quite clearly that we are really only good at changing one specific thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So if you want to develop a new habit, I, I would like to read my Bible more or Amen. every day, right? Amen. Yeah. Then you don't need to work on anything else right now. 
That's the only thing that you should work on is that one habit-building thing. And then when you've mastered that and it becomes a habit, then you work on something else. So is that all your eggs in one basket theory? Start off that way. Say, my Mm. goal this year is I am going to open God's Word and I'm going to spend at least 15 minutes every day reading and reading slowly. I'm a big fan of reading slowly. Yeah. I think sometimes you go, well, I've got my devotion here. I'm going to get yeah. through this. And you're kind of, your eyes are flying across the page. Sure. And I think you have to read one word at a time. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. I mean, that's something you learn and you should learn in school when you're a kid, right? Just yeah. take your time and process every word individually. And you do get better and faster at it. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about the Bible, that's uh, that seems pretty smart to me. Yeah. So maybe a resolution is bad if they're too limiting uh, and if they put too much stress on us. Yeah, resolutions shouldn't cause you stress. It should be something that you are maybe not, like, super excited about. Like, I can't wait to brush my teeth more every day this year. You know, that okay, that's a little unrealistic. But, <laughs> it, but yeah, it, it can be tough to find that level of motivation for something that you want to change if it's really unpleasant. So you want to have a positive mindset about any kind of change that you want to make in your life that this is going to be good for me. I'm going to enjoy the process of turning this into a habit, and Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I can do it. Those are great ways to start a resolution rather than, I'm terrible at this. I've got to fix it. Mm -hmm. That's not a great mindset going in. Dr. Andy Scuddinga is my guest, and we're chatting about just the way he's a professor of psychology, so I always like to get into his mind and talk about the way we think about things and and the limitations we put on ourselves and how we can sort of uh, move ourselves into better habits and we talk a little bit about resolutions some are good some are bad but uh, andy when you start something a new initiative do you want to tell people or not tell people oh you should always tell people always tell people yes okay Yep. studies have shown that very clearly when you keep a uh, when you when you keep your change as a secret you have literally nobody to be accountable to (laughs) okay nobody and this will sound terrible, but God doesn't count because God knows all of our thoughts all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, it's between me and God. Well, okay, that's great. Everything is. Right. That's not going to help you. But when you tell uh, your friend, your spouse, your roommate, a coworker, hey, I'm going to be working on this, just want you to know. Even that is a powerful mm-hmm. help because you'll see them every day and you'll be like, I didn't do that thing. I promised them I would. I better do it. Mm -hmm. And then it gets into your mindset, and you can allow other people to help you remember to do whatever it is that you're going to do. Don't you feel at some level, though, you're setting yourself up for additional disappointment and failure in the eyes of the people that you hope would say, hey, you look great. What are you doing different? You know, I've been going to the gym three days a week for the last two months. Yeah. But that's the risk you have to take. I get that. Otherwise, you might as well just sit home and try nothing ever if you're worried about disappointing people. <laughs> I've worked you. on that strategy as well. And that, <laughs> not as productive. I just got to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we do have to submit to the Lord and say, I know when I start whatever new initiative I'm going to start with that I am loved and that I will need you to work change in me if it's going to yeah. come about and be meaningful. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great that's a great way to start because you're you're putting it like we always should. You're you're giving it to some degree to God. And, mm-hmm. Hey, can you know? I, I I can't do this by yourself. I need your help with this. At the same time, it puts the onus on us to do something. It's too easy for us to be like, 
I just will ask God and that will be it. You know, right. God will take care of it because I've asked him now to help me be a better you know, parent or a better friend or, you know, whatever your resolution is to stop chewing my fingernails, whatever. God will help me do it. Are you nailed by God will give me the strength. No. You're not. not. Okay. No, no, never have been. Really? Yeah. I never did that. Yeah. Well, did you? I did. Yeah. In high school, college. Uh, High school. Yeah, I think so. I think I was a nail biter in high school. We should talk about this maybe later. Maybe off air. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe we can chat a little bit when resolutions are really helpful and really good. And I would say the good ones start with an honest reflection and you do a little self-diagnosis. Yeah. Right? I think that's a that's a great way to start because you don't, I don't think it'd be a wise idea to run around your neighborhood and be like, hey, hmm. what do you think I should work on this year? <laughs> hey, hey, spouse, <laughs> yeah. I, what do you think I should change yeah. this year? Uh, yeah. Right? You know, I don't think that's, that's not effective either. I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. Do some self-reflection and be honest with yourself. Or what do you want to accomplish? Or what do you want to what do you want to be that you're not? That is again realistic that you can realistically do. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I want to play Major League Baseball, that's not Not realistic. Not not going to happen. No, I'm I'm a little too old for that now. Yeah, and so that's an extreme example, but. You know, if my resolution is I want to double my income this year, well, how am I going to do that? Yeah, exactly, and you why? Know, yeah, there there is not a faculty job out there in my neighborhood that's going to pay me twice what I'm getting now. Right. That just doesn't exist. So, those we have to be we have to be thoughtful about what what's realistic, what what is doable, and what's my time frame for accomplishing this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you say I want to be an accomplished drummer. Okay, I'm not too old for that now, but I can't do that in 2022. That might take Plus me five or six years. Nuts when you start practicing. Drums. Right, Seriously, right. They'd move out. Another reason why you tell other people about your resolutions <laughs> before you start them. Yeah, family, I'm going to become a professional rock drummer. Yeah, yeah, they'll be thrilled. That happening. I'd put big money down that that's not going to happen. It is not going to happen this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but when we look at our <laughs> lives and we think, I, I definitely have spiritual goals, and and I hope I have. Um, some physical goals. Maybe it's something as simple as I need to walk more every right. day. And there would hopefully be some emotional goals as well. I look at the fruits of the Spirit, and some of the things I ask myself when I think of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self control, I evaluate do I have more love this year than I did last year? Do I have more patience this yeah, year than I had last year? And I can go down that list and go, Yep, nope, nope, yep, nope, nope, nope. And I go, there's a benchmark for what I want to try to work on. I think that's pretty wise. And honestly, I think it's an easy thing for any of us to do with some self-reflection. I think I think most people can look back at their year and say, yeah, this maybe wasn't the best year I had when it came to loving my neighbor or being kind yeah. or being generous. Um, there's a lot of things that you can look at pretty simply like that and realize... Yeah, I, I could do better this year. Yeah, but Andy, let's just say what an unusual year we've had, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just say this is like one of the strangest years ever. Yeah? Yeah, so, yeah, there's going to be changes in how we do life and um, a lot of disruptive things, and hopefully a lot of good has come out of it. I think for many people, they're going to look back and, and realize, I did make some good changes. Maybe this was good for me, being locked at home much more often forced me to reconsider the way that I do spend my time or mm-hmm. the way that I do spend my money. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's so many people. There are, all these studies are demonstrating that people have saved up a lot more money than they ever have before. Mm-hmm. And now the question is, okay, what are you, you going to do with it? Are you going to spend it all? Are you going to give some of it away? Yeah. Are these changes that you should look at making permanent to what you've been doing? There's, there, I think there's a lot of good that people can find in the change that the pandemic, the pandemic brought about in their lives mm-hmm. if they look back at it you with never, that kind of lens. You never drift into intentionality, do you? Nope. It's something you've thought about. It's something you have prayed about. It's something you have offered up to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it always involves risks, but risking is what we have to do in this life, right? If right. you have to go talk to your neighbor about difficult subject or you want to say to him, I know we have not gotten along well in the past based on our property line, but <laughs> right. or that tree that hangs in my yard that puts 29 bags of leaves on my yeah. front lawn. Uh, but you know, yeah, you, you have, have to, those. yeah, you say, uh, I want to tell you about the hope I have in Christ. That's a, that, that's a risk. That's a risk worth taking for sure. It is indeed. Dr. Andy Scuttinga is my guest. We're talking a little bit about resolutions uh, that we've made or have not made, are they good or are they bad? And what type of resolutions are good for Christians? So we're going to be right back in just a minute. back with Dr. Andy Scuttinga. He's a professor of psychology at North Central University right here in downtown Minneapolis. And when Andy was going to come on the show, I thought, you know, there's a lot of people right now sort of in that, that, that two-week zone of wanting to turn over a new leaf. And maybe you've gone through these, this period of, I'm doing good, so far so good. Or you've already had a couple of bumps in the road. Maybe you have some self-disappointment. Uh, maybe you you've got this perfectionism in you and and you've had this white knuckle I can do this and it's not worked out or maybe it has worked out but either way it's been you know something that I thought would be kind of nice to talk about because the fact that today is January 14th it's not too late to start anew no way not not at all but um let's talk a little bit more how resolutions can be good and you start with some self reflection and maybe you take uh, some stock in your life and you maybe help, uh, it helps to define what's important in your life. You really yeah. have to spell it out. Write it down. Yeah, I think that's a really smart thing to do. Write it out, what your what your goal is, what you want to accomplish, what you're trying to resolve. Because, mm-hmm. re- you know, a resolution is resolving something. So what are you trying to resolve? You know, the the I think the most common one, if I remember, I read something about this a while ago. The most common resolution is usually involving some sort of your physical appearance. Right. Like I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to lose 100 pounds or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Or I'm going to become buff or, you know, yep. whatever. And I, those are, those are fine things, but are they, do you, do you need to become healthy or do you, are you trying to impress people with your new physique? Yeah, that's right. Good, those are good important question. questions to ask. Why, why am I doing this? Are you becoming more healthy for the service of the kingdom? 
Right. Or are you just gearing up for the reunion this summer? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a youth pastor, so I need to be really fit and in shape so kids think I'm cool. Yeah, right. Okay, well, that, that's great. But what about the quality of your messages that you give every week? Exactly. You know, um, you know as, a, as a professor, you know, I, I teach every day, so I teach class. You know, what if I have a resolution, I need to make it about how am I serving my students better. Right. Or else it's just selfishly motivated. Or, you know, what if it's something that would improve your family life? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your family doesn't spend a lot of time talking together. So how do you resolve to model that better for your kids and your, your spouse or your, or their, your family members? Do you have an answer for that? Because that sounds like a great place to go right now. Yeah, you, I, I think we said it already to some degree. You, you write it down. You, you put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're doing something for the benefit of your family, maybe talk to your family about your plan and what it looks like and why you want to accomplish this. You know, I, I would like us to do these things more often, so I'm going to start and show you how it's going to go or mm-hmm. how, how we can do it. And maybe we can do it together. You know, inviting other people into the process can also be a really helpful and, and healthy way to work on mm-hmm. a resolution. Andy, let's talk about simple math. If you do an add, does it also make sense to do a subtract? I don't, I don't think so. I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Okay. You know, if you're trying to get fit, for example... You might add exercise time and you mm-hmm. might subtract watching TV and yeah. eating ice cream, yeah, which is, that, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I like to do that myself. Yeah. But if you're eating ice cream six nights a week and you're eating a lot of it and you're not using that time to do any kind of exercise, maybe subtract from that. Okay. And maybe add some walking like you talked about or lifting yeah. weights or doing something. Yeah. But if you're, if you're saying, I would like to be... I resolve this year to be more encouraging. That's kind of a vague statement in itself. But maybe you say, I'm going to try to encourage one person every day. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to subtract anything from that equation. No, probably not. Because it doesn't take you that much time. Could be a text. Could be a phone call. Sure, exactly. Um, Could be an email. Yep. And those little things, again, become habits when you repeat them over and over again. And then when it's a habit... You don't need to subtract anything to replace it. You can add a new habit alongside the other good habits that mm-hmm. you have. Because we all have tons of habits, yeah. right? And, and some of them we don't even think about. Yeah. I sometimes maybe I, if I were to ask the question a different way, is there some things you have to unlearn in order to learn something more productive for your life? I think if it's a habit, yes. So if you, if you have a habit every day of uh, maybe you come into work and you've got your coffee or you make some coffee, Okay, so maybe the first thing that you do in your job, here's just an example, is you check your email, mm-hmm. which is a pretty common thing for work thing sure. people to do. But if you're not in a job that needs those emails answered immediately, and you would like to spend more time reading the Word, maybe you leave a little bit earlier every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe you don't feel like, I can read the Bible at work. You know, Not everybody can or right. should necessarily do that in their job. Because uh, that's, you know, you're not getting paid to, to work on your Bible skills in your job necessarily. So maybe you get there. Yeah, Actually, well, I am. yeah, I could make that argument too, of course. Um, <laughs> we, we, but, got it, we got it made, Andy. Yeah. I, Come on. I know. I, <laughs> it's a good You gig. show up to work and they go, all right, learn about God. Right. Talk about him. I'm, yes. Yeah. It's, that works for me. Yes, but it's, it's harder than you think, just in case anybody thinks we're just slacking around over here. Well, clearly we're not. No, this yeah. is very, very hard work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let me get my feet off the desk here. Um, my next, yeah, my next question is, you know, when I talk about adds and subtracts, that, that simple math, when I think of, you know, the first uh, golf lesson I had a long, long time ago. Oh, yeah. You know, basically the golf instructor deconstructed my swing. Yeah. And everything I did that was comfortable got taken away from me. Yeah. That doesn't sound very fun, does it? Uh, it's not fun. No. It's not fun. But, you know, you start to rebuild doing things with better habits and, and uh, better form and yeah. end up with a better golf game eventually. Sure. Uh, but sometimes the changes are so uncomfortable and so difficult that you start to think if I don't have emotional support along the way and people that, you know, are willing to help encourage me, this may not go very far. That's why many times people are more successful when they have a coach or a therapist. Right. Because some changes are pretty profound, even if it's one thing, but they're profound and deep enough within you and as part of your kind of your psyche and who you are. You, when you're trying to change something like that, you, you may need to invite someone to help you with that, not just for the accountability, but like you said, to kind of deconstruct your swing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you have decided... Uh, or a listener, maybe maybe somebody out there has decided, I I have a personality that frequently rubs people the wrong way. There are lots of people out there like that. You know, they're they're intense or they're kind of in your face, right? They just, yeah. they have a difficult time relating to other people and they want to change that. I don't think that's something that you can just do on your own. And, and I'm not talking about... You know, you you would that's something you definitely want to be praying about, asking for God's help. But you may need someone who's literally trained in that area to help you make those changes incrementally, because then you might be disappointed when you're trying so hard to be a nicer, a little bit more easygoing person. But when you don't have someone who can teach you what you're doing wrong, or what maybe not you're doing wrong, but maybe you're doing too much of, you know, things like that, it can be really really helpful to have somebody point that out to you in a kind and loving way, who's also maybe objective enough to be like, well, you know, I don't really care that I'm making you feel that bad about this. <laughs> this is how you're going to make the change. Whereas, you know, like a, like a spouse or even a good friend may not have the kind of cachet to pull that off with you. Mm-hmm. So is that advice that you have offered unsolicited or have they said, boy, Andy, what do you think? Do I, I have some blind spots, don't I? Yeah, I'd be pretty careful to just throw that out to somebody. Yeah, I would be too. You'd kind of need to be invited into that mm-hmm. space. And I think what you just asked is really important for a lot of listeners out there to realize is that you might have some really good advice for people, but they don't necessarily want it from you. Yeah, good point. And that equation can subtract a lot of positive things from your life by always telling people, here's what I think you should do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said those words and it turned out terribly. Yeah. Because they weren't well-received and you didn't have the relationship with that person that you thought you did. Because if you're going to tell somebody that they have a blind spot, you have to be really careful who you do that with and how. Yeah. My guest is Dr. Andy Scudinga. We're uh, talking about some initiatives that we're going to try to make in our lives to move the needle, make them better, serve the Lord and his kingdom in a much better way. If you have something you're struggling with and would like some counsel, let us know what it is. 877-933-2484. Be right back. It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive. 
Glad to have Dr. Andy Scudinga in studio today. He's a psychology professor at the University of North Central, North Central University. Did I say that right? Yeah, I said it right. Second time. I knew I'd get it right one of these times. And we're we're talking about uh, resolutions. Uh, And neither of us like resolutions, but many make them. And there is some good ones and some bad ones. But really, the point we want to get to today is what type of of initiatives or resolutions are good for Christians. And I, I would say that Christians should concentrate on simply inviting more of Jesus into their lives um, in all areas. That yeah. would be my number one goal for improving life. Yeah, I mean, we're called to be as Christ-like as we can, and there's lots of different ways to do that, obviously. You know, you just read about Jesus' life and what kind of person he was and how he lived, and it's kind of a daunting task to hear those words, be as Christ-like as possible. Well, that's that's really hard. And I don't think that going into, uh, you know, any kind of resolution any time of the year is, I don't think it's a great idea to choose something that, again, that big. Mm -hmm. Be more like Jesus. Well, in in what way? You know, be more forgiving, offer more grace to people, Mm -hmm. hold people more accountable, right? I mean... (laughs) That's maybe one we want to be careful with. Yeah. Right? You don't want to start turning over tables in places because you're upset because Jesus did that in the temple, right? We, yeah, I did that once. I never got invited back. Funny. Yeah. Funny how that works. But I bet you felt good afterwards. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Andy, uh, I know God works in obvious ways and God also works in non-obvious ways. And I think that's when I start to feel like uh, when you do an initiative and you trust the Lord for it, you find that strength, courage shows up sometimes in the most unexpected ways. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's how the Holy Spirit was intended to work mm-hmm. with us and, and and for us, right? To be that tiny voice and sometimes a gigantic voice in our head saying, yes, or no, don't do that again. Mm-hmm. Or now's the time where you should use that new skill that you've been working on. You know, we get promptings all the time, I think, from the Holy Spirit of what to do or what to say. And I think many times I know I have chosen to ignore that voice because it makes me uncomfortable. At your own peril. Or I'm not ready to, you know, ready. I'm doing air quotes here. I'm not ready to, right? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. There's some things that just don't translate well on radio. Air quotes is probably the top of the list. But I saw them. Yeah. Rosie saw them. Yeah. Yeah, they were impressive. Two out of 10,000 people. Right, right. So I, so I guess I did okay. First John 3, verse 18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So there's something absolutely lovely about uh, being proactive, and maybe that is the type of resolution that you can start on today, January 14th. Yeah. If you've already had a misfire at this point, or maybe you're still going strong with the the initiatives that you took for yourself, the goals you set, because I'm, I'm a fan of... Goals for yourself? Sure. Yeah, always good. There's nothing wrong with setting goals. In fact, many many people do well having lots of goals in life. They're goal driven, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. a personality type that not everybody not not everybody falls into that camp. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, are the motives of the resolution important for Christians? I mean, we know that God always examines the motives of our heart. Oh yeah, and so we always have to take that into consideration whenever we are trying to do something 
in terms of a positive change in our life. Yeah, uh, the motives are incredibly important. Yeah, the reasoning why you do things when you have really good motivations behind any impetus for change, I, I think you're generally tied more and more and more strongly into getting it done. Mm-hmm. When when the motives are are right and correct, again, if it's if it's selfish motivation, like I just want to make more money or I just want to have more fame or more prestige, or I just want to stick it to those people who didn't believe in me. Well, you never have to found... make it personal. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and some people really do need to make it personal. I know they do. I mean, how many how many pro athletes are out there where we've heard their story and they're like, my sixth grade coach didn't believe in me. Right. And now here I am in the NFL and I'm a superstar. And you're like, right. sixth grade coach? I mean, come stuck, on. It stuck with them. Yeah. Right. That's But that's not, in 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 my mind, I don't think that's, a great motivational tool because if you're just trying to prove somebody wrong about mm-hmm. you, that only, that only gives you so much fuel. You know, it's like using a small stick to burn for a long time in a fire. It, it's just, that's going to burn off pretty fast for mm-hmm. most people. So Rosie, when you are looking at small changes, big changes in your life, maybe you're resolving to do something. Do you examine your motives uh, in advance of those resolutions? Oh gosh, I wish I would, I could say a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. But I think I think the truth is is that we're human, and often we're making changes, and our motives are out of vanity. And you know that's the blessing of the Holy Spirit is that He corrects and teaches and turns. And I think the ones that we make out of vanity, or at least the ones I have made out of vanity, they're not successful. Yeah. But rather, when I am pressing in for God to show me what He wants to improve, the desires of categories and vanity are less. Yeah. Right? Like I'm not as worried about that five pounds because I think women, you know, we kind of, I think women are stuck in a physical image, you know, carousel often oh, yeah. probably more so than men, not that men are absolved from that, but I think when my eyes are there, it, you know, that's a, it's a trap, but when my mm-hmm. eyes are on God, there's that, you know, he loves you the way you are. You are more concentrated on your identity in him, and there's less pull there. You know, there just is, and habits kind of fall away because the Holy Spirit's helping you do it. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Nicely done, Rosie. Well said. Very, very well said. So let's continue to uh, look at what Scripture teaches because Scripture makes very clear what our marching orders are. You We don't have to sit around and wonder. No. You know, if you wonder what initiative you should take, you go right to God's Word. And even something as simple as wanting to be a source of encouragement for people or wanting to uh, lift them up, it seems like there's plenty of biblical commands for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes people just simply want something to work on. So, you know, you could, you mentioned this earlier, Bill, you know, going through the fruits of the Spirit yeah, and just doing some self-reflection of where do I stand and all of those things. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm really low in goodness or maybe I'm really or low humility. in self-control or humility. Or, yeah, I know. And that's something that I need to improve. I realize that about myself or someone has mentioned something that makes me think about that. We can, we can choose things off of that kind of, if you will, list of Here's areas that, that I can improve. And then yeah. again, the, the, the idea is to focus on one thing then. not If you've got four fruits of the Spirit, you say there's four of them that I could really work on. Choose, choose one mm-hmm. and stick with that until you feel like, okay, I've made some real progress here and I'm at a point where that's sustainable, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you've decided to do. 
But if you sat down with your family, Andy, and, and they said, okay, Dad, we want to kind of just say, does Dad have more love this year than he did last year? Does he have more joy? Hmm. Yeah. Does he have more peace? And if your family responded, it would probably be lovely and painful. Yeah. Or maybe a combination of both, right? Yeah, I think it would be a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, because it's sometimes easy to be irritable and, and short-tempered. And, sure. Uh, does he have more kindness, goodness, humility, self-control? Those, those things, the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. It's always a great diagnostic. And if you take each other to task and say, how am I doing compared to last year? be an interesting experiment. It would be a fascinating experiment, and you would have to have a lot of trust for your family members to be pretty honest, but yeah. also be pretty vulnerable, too. Yeah. Um, that, would be a, I, that would be a significant, I think it would be a significant challenge for a lot of families to be able to do that well <laughs> with one another. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would think hard about that, and if you've got a family or a group of friends that you feel like you could do that with, it could be very powerful. Certainly. And it would be motivational, too, because then maybe you all agree, okay, we're each one of us is going to choose one thing now that mm-hmm. we're going to focus on. Yeah. And because I can't stress enough, there are we literally are only capable of developing one habit or one change item at a time. Mm-hmm. We are not good multitaskers as human beings. We're really not. Well, computers don't even multitask. No. They do one task at a time. Just They just do it really, really fast. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Yeah. But they also don't have any feelings, so we win. <laughs> That's true. I think. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about good resolutions, and that, that would be when you invite God into a larger space in your life. Yeah. And you've got a, a, a heavenly perspective and not just an earthly perspective. Right. Yeah, yeah you're, a, you're definitely a winner when you start inviting God to fill those spaces and when you allow kind of the Holy Spirit to prompt you in those ways, Mm -hmm. you know, a good, it's, you know, you mentioned is January 14 too late. Of course not. You know, it's, it's never too late to do any of these things. I mean, there's, there's, there's no bad or good time to make a change in your life. Um, And so maybe it is a matter of a few weeks of reflecting and maybe writing some things down, maybe, maybe begin a journal and maybe not a long-term journal, but just something that over the next few weeks you say, you know what, I'm going to write down some things that maybe I could take a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, or I've thought about my personal habits, and here are two things that I maybe would like to stop doing so much, or maybe some things that I would like to do, and maybe make a list of priorities of which one of these things I think is the most important to mm-hmm. me, and pray about it and ask God, okay, here's this list of stuff I've figured out. Does this match up with what you would tell me, God, and what should I work on first? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, you're not going to get a flaming bush in your front yard, but I'm pretty sure that God would let you know yeah, yeah. pretty easily what you should start with. Mm-hmm. So maybe uh, resolutions are something you don't even think about, and I get that because I don't do resolutions, but yeah. maybe you want to dig your heels into something that you think, I want to be proactive, and this program today with Dr. Andy Scudiga is kind of motivating me. So maybe the answer is, I, I want to I, I reflect on God's blessings in my life. I want to be filled with gratitude. I want to have a spirit and a heart of praise and worship, and I want to be forgiving readily. Yeah. Those are four things you could focus on. Easily. That's pretty good stuff. It's not bad. Yeah, you just pulled that out of nowhere, like right now. That was great. Well, I pulled it off the sheet that has notes on it. Oh. That's a big difference and just thinking that came off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. That's that's fair. That's it's called it's still pretty show good. Show prep, Andy. 
<laughs> that's why I teach at a university. Uh, yeah. You are radio host. Yeah. So maybe that's something you would be prayerfully considering to invite God into a larger space in your life. Maybe you're already there. Maybe you've surrendered everything to him. Fantastic. But maybe there's some lessons in gratitude. Maybe there's a, you need to work more on praise and worship. And there may be that one person in your life or two or a family member or someone that you're harboring some unforgiveness towards. And you don't quite know how to do it, but God will help you. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a resolution that you can solve anytime too, resolving conflict. Because a resolu- again, a resolution is is resolving something. And if you have conflict with someone and you've thought, well, when's the right time to do that? Today. Yeah. Now. Like right now. Yeah, like why? There's no need to wait. Maybe yeah. you need to prepare a little bit. That's fine. But begin the preparation now, especially if it's a thorn in your side that yeah. you've been hanging on to. Those yeah. things are never good turn, for you to keep internally. Turn the volume down on this show and pick up the phone if you need to. Yeah. Let us encourage you to do that. So, uh, Andy, next I want to talk about how to keep resolutions. Are there are ways to do that. Dr. Andy Scudinga is my guest. He's a professor of psychology at North Central University, which is right here in uh, downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. feeling encouraged today. I hope you're feeling motivated by this hour with Dr. Andy Scuttinga. I hope you're feeling loved by us that we're letting you know if you started some resolutions and they didn't work out, you are dearly loved by God and he he uh is he has you and you can you can reboot some of the initiatives that you are working towards or if you have kept them up, way to go. It's important that you know that you are supported and loved and cared for by us here at Faith Radio and Andy, the question that I want to chat a little bit now with you is, are there, are there ways to help keep some of the things that we want to commit to? Yeah, it, one of the first, well, we talked about it a little bit earlier, was let other people know what you're up to, mm-hmm. especially people who care about you and who are going to be around to remind you or talk about it with you. Like that, That's one thing that you can do. Another thing to do is write it down put it to paper, you know, whether you type it or handwrite it. You always remember things better when you handwrite them, by the way. Like if you're taking notes, handwriting notes is much better for your memory than typing it out. I agree. So handwrite it out, put it someplace where you can see it. You can give yourself reminders. You know, we have these, we have these new inventions called phones that what? you carry around your pocket. I know, I know, right? I was I just telling screen my guests better. Yeah, it's a new thing. It's really cool. Really? And you can put reminders on these devices, okay. and a lot of people do that, huh. and it's pretty effective. I'm lost. I haven't tried it myself, but uh, <laughs> there are reminders on your phone that you can, I've heard that you can yeah. do. So those are those are simple, easy steps that are really repeatable, um, and building it into your calendar, whatever it, it is that you're going to do, even if it's something like, I want to be a better encourager. Okay, so set a calendar announcement for yourself every day at 11 o'clock. 
when you know that you're generally the least busy in the day, uh-huh. for example, and set yourself a reminder, send a note of encouragement, and then you'll you will get into the habit of that, and you don't have to put yeah. it on your calendar anymore. You might be able to start with a list of 15 or 20 people that are on your list of people yes. you want to encourage. Yeah. Because you that alarm might go off and go, oh, who should I encourage? Right. Then you feel frustrated. But if you have yeah. a list, maybe it's on a, That's piece, a really good idea. on a piece of paper in your Bible or somewhere on your phone, you go, oh, I'm going to call Andy. Yep. I'm going to send him a text Yep. and say, I just want to encourage you. Another thing you can do is tie a new habit that you're trying to develop to an old habit that you currently have. What does that mean? So, for example, if every night you would like to, you want to start using mouthwash, you always do it after you brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe you want to read your Bible more and you just want to read a verse a night before you go to bed. Every time you brush your teeth, you also tie it to... I'm going to get my phone, yeah. my Bible app on my phone. Just, I'm going to read that verse. Just pairing activities. Sure. Yeah. Pairing. And, uh, you know, obviously not everything's going to work in that situation, but you can tie things to your nightly meal or your, your lunch. Like if you do lunch at the same time every day, mm-hmm. tie a new habit to something like that that you're already doing and that add-on, it's it's almost like added value and, and you, you can build a habit that way. That's, a, that's also a pretty well-regarded way of mm-hmm. developing a new skill or new habit. So, Andy, I go back to where I started, which was Psalm 2911. The Lord yeah. gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. How amazing is that? It's fantastic. It's just so empowering to think this is the strength that's going to come from the Lord. Yeah. Especially if it's something that you feel like you've let people down by not doing this. And you felt bad about it. You felt some guilt about it. When you have God... Right there, who can give you the strength, you know, I, with, through God's strength, I can do all things. You know, the, mm-hmm, there's yeah. tons of verses about God's strength being an aid to us. There's, there's great power in inviting God into the space. Whatever, ha- whatever habit you want to make that's going to strengthen you, make you a better person, make you a better servant in the kingdom, like you talked about earlier, God's going to support those things pretty well, I think. Mm-hmm. And that should give us confidence to take the risk to try something new, to try to develop a new skill or a new habit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you're being selfless about it, I'm doing this not so much for myself, but for the people around me that I love. That's that's a really powerful and beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. thing. Rosie's shaking her head up and down. Yes, yes, yes. What does that mean, Rosie? I am because, okay, so God, I love that you guys are talking about that resolutions don't have to happen on January 1st. no. Because often the way the Holy Spirit has worked in my life is I get a tug on my spirit, you get a scripture, he starts working on May 14th, right? right. You know, right then and there. Yeah. But last year, God asked me to, I felt like he was asking me to look at the fruit of goodness. Like, mm. what is my motivation in doing certain things? Right. You know, I had to have a reflection on that. And then there was all the challenges of that came about after that, that I could have responded in ways that were not good. Yeah. Right. Um, but the beauty of that is what happened changed in my family, family dynamic. Sure. Right. Like it was not only for me, but as God is so gracious, it also poured out into a different home environment for what I brought to the table. Yeah. Right. I can't be responsible for everybody, but for what I brought to the table, my change in response to a one of goodness was fabulously received. Yeah. Right. And so it, you know, God's good. He pours out onto others when you have a heart to change in the way that he wants, he's directing you to. 
Yeah, and these things don't happen in a silo. You know, any change that you bring about to yourself is going to impact people around you every day, whether it's your your close family, your your friends, your relatives, coworkers. Those like to your example, when when you're when you're focusing on goodness, it's not just gonna be something that you only notice within yourself. Mm-hmm. Other people will be able to see those things too. And that's a that's a powerful reminder for all of us to recognize that any change that we want to to build or or do within ourselves is is going to have ramifications for those around us. You can't you can't help that, and that has to be that has to be part of the equation of what you're trying to accomplish as well. I think. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, if you have a, you know tiny emergencies throughout the day, or you have difficulty sticking to some of the initiatives and goals you have, I, I your advice might be like mine. It might be like Rosie's. Don't overthink it. No. Just we're really good at overcomplicating things oh, as human yeah. beings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a black and white person, you go, well, I've missed two days now, so I guess uh, it's not working. Yeah. I think it's easy to fall prey to that kind of mindset of, man, I've I've failed a few times. This isn't gonna work. And and we have to be careful not to fall into that pattern of of thinking. We nothing ever comes about completely smoothly. And sometimes adversity is is also good for strengthening our resolve. Like, hey, okay, I missed three days, but I'm not gonna miss this today. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wallow in my self pity of oh, I didn't do it. I'm, I'm a failure. Yeah, don't don't do that. I mean, that's <laughs> any life coach or or <laughs> you know football coach yeah. or, or you know a mentor is gonna tell you that. Hey, get rid of the bad attitude. And you made a mistake. You messed up. You missed it. That's okay. Yeah, pick it up where you left off and let's go. Yeah. Are you a perfectionist? Are you hard no. on yourself? No, you're not, huh? No, I, I, I never have been. And so it's, I do, I can empathize a little bit with perfectionists, but that's not what perfectionists are driven by perfection. Mm-hmm. And then there are many of us who we really like to do things really well, but if it's not perfect, it's okay. Okay. And I probably fall into that camp for most things. Okay. What about you, Rosie? Totally love to do it well, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Okay. Yeah. And I give a lot of grace to myself, which maybe sometimes way too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was my college experience. Ah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I can turn this in really late. It'll be okay. And I love the proverb that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I think as we yeah. always remind ourselves the truth of the gospel, the truth of our risen Savior, the truth of eternity that God has set in our hearts, and everything that we suffer today is a mild affliction. Yeah. Um, we, we can always try to neutralize the negativity when it comes to feeling uh, critical about ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, and those, this is a whole nother show, Bill, of being okay with having some negativity in our life. It's helpful, and, isn't it? And being okay with being unhappy about something. Yeah, I call it creative dissatisfaction. Yeah. That moves you I to like a new place. Term. It it does. And I, I, and I fear that Sometimes in today's society, we are so bent on protecting everyone from feeling bad about anything. <laughs> feelings, right? feelings are running the show nowadays. Yes, and that's which, incredibly dangerous because uh, our feelings are more. unpredictable and they are, they are, I don't want to say dangerous, but man, how many bad choices have we made because of feelings? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm certainly not advocating for making cold, logical decisions about everything either. But we've got to be really careful that we're teaching kids that you you don't because you're worried about something a lot doesn't mean you have an anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Because you're unhappy a lot doesn't mean you're depressed. 
it might just mean things aren't necessarily going your way perfectly well, and you have to learn how to kind of roll with those punches a little bit. It will get better. You're not disordered. You're just dealing with something right now. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between having a mental health disorder and having a down period or having an anxious period. And and I'm, I'm concerned that we're spending too much time in society focusing on we cannot feel bad about anything. Because if it is, it's dangerous, and then mm-hmm. we shouldn't do it, or we should stay far away from it. And that's just not, that's not a healthy way to look at ourselves. Yeah. That's just the way a psychologist would talk. Just totally. Like, just like that. That's all we do, is we just sit around and talk about <laughs> stuff like this, and then we talk about it in class, and then, you know, then we go home. Yeah. And, yeah. That's Have perfect. a hamburger or something like Andy, that. Andy, thanks. Thanks for uh, coming in. My pleasure. On this uh, snowy day here in Minnesota. Yes, it Lighting is. Lighting the traffic. And the slippery roads. I appreciate you being here. Dr. Thank you. Andy Scudinga has been my guest. Don't ask me to spell his last name because uh, if I did, you would <laughs> not know how I came up with Scudinga. So it's pretty tough. We'll one. just leave it at that. And uh, he is a professor of psychology at North Central University here in Minneapolis. And off, awfully glad to have him here. We're going to take a uh, short break, but when we come back, Scott Hubbard from DesiringGod.org and Tom Berkowitz is going to talk about Job. That's all next. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.